amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Every single Monday, I go live for marketing magic inside of my private Facebook group. Link in the bio, Amplified Impact for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. If you find value from this show, do me a favor. It'll take one minute. Head over to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It truly does allow this show to reach more people. And in that, you're the ripple that helps us make waves in the world. Let's dive in. As always, I'm so excited to be here because I've just been taking the weekend for deep contemplation. It's the time for me to dive into the soul work and really get clear on what it is my clients are moving through, what's coming up for me, and how I got here where I am today. In today's episode, I want to share with you a behind-the-scenes conversation that I was having with my client yesterday who is starting to sell her course online. But before we dive into what I was telling her and what I was helping her with, I want to share more of my story and what it means for me and to me when I say, let's turn our gifts, our passions, our skills, and life experience into online offers to create retreats and make big impact in the world. It's, it's pretty wild and it's pretty crazy for me to think that at 12 years old, I was basically abandoned by my parents. My dad had just been diagnosed with cancer. My stepmom was super duper abusive and I was going through puberty and I rebelled. I was like, I'm not taking this abuse anymore. So I moved in with my mother and she was never home. She was always at her boyfriend's house. My bigger brothers were always at home. They were partying, doing drugs, and that led me down a really bad path. From 12 to 14, I was so high on drugs and alcohol. I was the little girl that was like, you cannot hang out with Amber. Her parents are not around. And this isn't something that's really fun to feel or to know when your parents are not there for you and then your friends' parents are like, you can't go there. And I never understood it except now, today, as a mother, I get it. And maybe you can relate to this because your parents were never there. Drop a heart and emoji in the comments. Or maybe you're like, I can't even imagine what that was like. My parents were always there. So for me, it's like I'm by my son's side all of the time, most of the days. And that's because I remember what it was like not to have my parents there. And also to be the little girl that was so lost, like 
going through puberty, being initiated into a woman, not to mention from the time I was three-year-old to 12 years old, my stepmom was so abusive. We were punished for things we didn't do. She was so jealous of our dad's love that she took him from us basically. And he unfortunately allowed it. So 12 to 14, so drunk, so high. I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Like what? I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. And when I was 14, I started high school and that's when this boy, random guy was at a party and he fell in love with me and he's seen what was happening. He was a few years older. I tend to always date the older men, the older boys at that time, if you will. And he asked his mom if I could move in. And so basically I pretended like I was living at home because my mom was never there. And she so didn't even realize or know what was happening that I would put pillows in my bed to pretend like I live there. And it took two years for anyone to even know that I didn't stay at home. And then when I was 16, my dad found out. And we had finally just started talking again from 12 to 13. Me and my dad didn't have a conversation. I moved in with my mom. He was really upset. He didn't understand. And then at 13, I called my dad on the phone. I pretended to be somebody else. And my stepmom, of course, sheltered it and, of course, called me out on it. And long story short, my dad and I started talking again. And a year later, he found out I was living with my boyfriend and they tried to stop it. I'm like, how can you stop it? This guy saved me. And then we just kept living together. They couldn't stop me. And that's like something my parents always tried to do is they let me and then they didn't know. They didn't know. Then they then they didn't want to let me. Then they let me. And then they would just ghost me. And it was just this vicious cycle from like 12 onward. And then at 17, I graduated high school a year early. I went through all of the before and after school programs in high school. I graduated high school my third year after missing 107 days of school. I literally was skipping all of the time and (laughs) I still got A's. I still got A's. I still got B's. No one really noticed. I was able to get away with these types of things. And then my dad died. And this was like the thing that just like tore me apart. And then the reason being is because my dad told me when I was 12, the reason he wasn't going to leave my stepmom and take us in is because when, when we graduated high school, we would move away and he would be alone. And it just fills me with so much sadness to know that my dad was living for the future. He was saving. He was working 90 hours a week, even after he got cancer, even after he did bone marrow transplant, he was just like working his life away. And he chose his, like his wife over his kids for a future that didn't even exist. And I just went through a spiral and I started going to music festivals. I was the flower child, always the flower child. Right. And doing a lot of drugs, LSD, acid, super high, but like conscious when a friend introduced me to yoga. And it was this friend that took me to hot yoga. And it was like the one place in my entire life that I could just go and feel. I had failed literally every single sport in high school. Like I tried to do volleyball. I tried to do basketball. I tried to do track. When I did track, like the teacher said to me, like, you should probably wear three bras. 
you're going to knock someone out with those. And I'm just like, who says that to someone that's going through puberty, like in growing breasts, like, of course, like, so there I am. My dad, my dad died. I find yoga. And I was just, I was seeking at the time. I just had this mantra. I would tell my boyfriend, I would tell myself again and again, I just want to be happy. And I was so sad. I was so sad. And I just, I thought that was it. Like, not to mention when my dad died, my dad had owned my grandfather's restaurant. He had just built his million dollar home. He had just bought his dream Lexus car. Like when he was given one year to live, it's the year that he took us on vacation. He bought the dream car. He built the dream home. He did all the things he had always wanted to do, except by the time he went to go and do them, he didn't have the health to do them. We have these photos on vacation and he's just, he's like a skeleton. He's pale. And I just remember like when he was dying, it just felt like someone was stabbing me all the way through. I remember I just wanted to be happy. I never thought that I would get to where I am today. I never thought that I could be who I've become today. And I really tell you this story because it all started with a mantra of, I just want to be happy. From the little flower girl, hippie child that moved out of her family's home because her stepmom was abusive to her stepmom taking everything, literally everything her dad had worked for and giving us nothing to a mantra of like, I just want to be happy. And I had associated her misery with money. And so I was like, I don't want money. I got into yoga. I found my way. And as I found my way with yoga, it was like, I say it's the thing that saved my life because like, if I hadn't found yoga, I wouldn't be who I am today. And this is the evolution. Like then I talk about turning your past, your, your stories, your pain, your lessons into how you can help people. It's like, I found yoga and I was like, I'm going to give yoga to as many people as I possibly can, because I know what yoga did for me. I know what yoga does for me. Anytime I get out of practice, I remember why I practice. Not practicing is just as important as practicing because it brings us back to our why. Why we do what we do. And I talk about this in life and business. Your intention, your sankalpa is more important than anything else. I found yoga. It took me to sell everything I owned. Huge risk. I dropped out of college. The one thing my dad told me to do, I didn't because I wanted happiness and yoga was calling me. I moved to Colorado. I studied yoga. I became a teacher. And as I was teaching, I found such happiness and passion and purpose in my life by giving back. And so I became a yoga teacher and I was teaching every type of yoga class there was like paddleboard yoga, aromatherapy yoga, handstands, like let's get into the most extreme posture that there is. I love handstands and backbends and extravagant poses because I was the chubby girl in high school that couldn't do anything, that turned her life around through consistent practice and now can balance on my hands upside down for a minute. And I was able to see that I could turn something that was once impossible into possible through discipline and daily action, daily practice. And then as my dream grew and I was impacting lives with yoga, I had a dream to move to Costa Rica. I sold everything I owned and I went to Costa Rica to open a retreat center, a sustainable farm with my ex-boyfriend. 
needless to say, that dream didn't actually come into fruition, but I did start leading retreats. When I went through a miscarriage, I realized he was not the person for me and that this was a lesson to do something different. And so I left him. I traveled to like seven different countries while I started my online business. And as I started my online business, like, what can you do? How can you help people? The reason that I started my online business is because I wanted to impact more lives in my retreats. And I didn't have the visibility and the reach from Costa Rica, where I've been living now for eight years that I desired. And so as I found out about online marketing, I learned, okay, let's start and create an online course. Then you can start to reach more people, impact more lives, build relationship, which is when I created the Live Your Yoga Mentorship. Teach what you're passionate about, teach what you're experienced in, teach what you've mastered. How to live a yogic lifestyle, falling in love with yourself and finding your purpose. That's what I did through the yamas and the niyamas. And I went on to serve over 125 clients in this one program. And as that happened, I realized that my online business was helping to fill out my retreats. And then as you continue to grow and evolve, as I continued to grow and evolve, People started reaching out, mostly yoga teachers. Now my brand and my vision has been growing for the last few years. And I work with wellness practitioners, therapists, aspiring coaches, people who are driven, driven by impact, driven by passion, driven by creating a legacy that gives them freedom. I don't care about money as much as I care about freedom. But if I want to be free, to go where I want, when I want, with who I want, to give my family the life that they need and desire, I need money. And so for me, it's freedom. And as a yoga teacher, a spiritual entrepreneur, someone that is devoted to this, freedom is a huge value of mine. Freedom in time, freedom in money, freedom in choice. Choices, it gives us different foods to eat, different foods, different quality of living. And then as I was running my business, naturally, the people that started reaching out to me were other yoga teachers and healers, coaches who desired to start an online business and they loved the way that I was doing it authentically. And so I created a one-on-one coaching program. And in the one-on-one coaching program where I was helping clients to start their business the way that I had started my business, I realized that I had three one-on-one clients at the time and I was teaching them each the exact same process. And I was like, this needs to be a one-to-many program. This needs to be group coaching. And that's how I birthed Amplified Impact. Turn your gifts, your passions, your skills, life experience into an online course. Why? Because this is how we get to amplify our impact. 67% of people practice yoga at home. In 2023, right now, three years from now, where will that be? Not to mention, it's projected that by 2026, the self-based online learning industry is going to be worth over $6 billion. You're listening to this. You're seeing this because of social media. 
education is happening online more than it is in the school systems. And it actually works because we want connection. So what can you teach other people that you've mastered, that you're passionate about, that you're skilled in? And this is what you can package into an online course. And then as you do that, you learn how to grow your audience, nurture the audience that you have by giving value, educating, sharing testimonials, storytelling, et cetera, et cetera. And then you sell. Selling as a form of service, selling as an invitation to the right people. You're not going to sell to someone if they don't want, need, or desire what you have, which is where you get to turn your pain into your purpose. That's what I did. I started teaching yoga because it saved my life. I was selling my yoga classes. I started selling the Live Your Yoga Mentorship because I knew that having a daily practice, a conscious way of living changed who I'd become. And I started selling that talking to the younger version of myself. And then I became an online business coach and retreat facilitator helper because those are the things that I had mastered. And so my business has continued to grow and evolve, but like from the little girl that like friends couldn't hang out with, from the little girl that didn't have parents, from the little girl that got all of her family's wealth taken from her by her stepmom. These stories implanted into my life that have manifested in who I've become. And it allows me to connect deeper. So the stories that I talk about online come from who I was and who I've became. And this is what you get to do with your audience. And now something that I want to share with you is the conversation I had with a client yesterday who's in the midst of a launch. I just want to preface this by saying, the, the mindset that she had came to me with is, I'm afraid to show up and share when I see other people already doing what I do, even though I logically know they would want to work with me because it's me. Even though I logically know that I'm skilled and gifted in this, I see other people doing it and it holds me back. Well, yeah, me too. When I was teaching yoga, when I was teaching people how to live a yoga lifestyle, when I became a business coach, I had that feeling too. And the truth is people hire you because of you and because of your story and because of who you've become. I literally had someone the other day sign up for Amplified Impact that's like, I went to Pavona's once and I surfed there. I love surfing. I feel connected to you because I also lost my dad to cancer. These different stories connect to people. And that is just because there's certain people that connect to you and your story and who you are. So show up and share, show up and sell the course, show up and create the course. Then the next mindset block or shift that we had to make for her is, I used to have 200 people watch my story, and now I only have 50 people watching my story. And I say, can you imagine if all 50 of those people wanted to buy your course right now? What if only three of them wanted? What if five of them wanted? Do we really want 50 people in this course? She's like, actually, no. This course is meant to be intimate. This course, I like where my clients come in and they can get to know each other. I like to be able to conversate with each one of them. Actually, I don't want 50 people. 50 people is a lot. So we have to shift the mindset. 
because I also shared with her, I used to at this time last year on my Facebook have 500 to 700 story views. Now I have anywhere from 50 to 100. What's the difference? People are watching reels. People are watching TikToks. Where people are watching the information has shifted. Where's my content going? Reels, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels. Look at where people are going. This has nothing to do with you. And even if it's 50, imagine if three of those people you had a deep heart soul connection with. In a way that I teach social media, I look at social media like your business. If someone starts following you, like someone walks into your store, you greet them, you get to know them, you conversate with them. You want to know their story, where they're coming from, their goals, their dreams. If you had 300 people watching your stories, are you really going to have a heart-soul connection to each one of those people? No. It's about connection. It's about intimacy. It's about really building and deepening relationships, which leads me into the very last piece that we talked about. She had been quiet on social media for months, and then she came on to launch her course. And now no one's buying yet. First, 70% statistically, 70% of people buy in the last 24 hours. This even happens in retreats. The last month is when 70% of people sign up. And that can be, you know, scary. Like no one's signing up. No one's even reaching out. But people are watching. People are watching. They are reading. They are seeing. What do you do if no one's bought yet? You pick the day that you're going to launch until, and you go all in. You sell that course all the way up and through because you know anyone that joins is going to have their world shifted. Their life is going to change. So you show up and you sell the heck out of the course by storytelling why you created the program, why you love this program, why you're passionate about this program, the story of how this program came to be. Then you share the benefits of the program, where you are now, where you are after. Then you share the details, what's involved, what's included. How will I get this course? What happens in this course? How much access do I have to you? You share testimonials, even if those testimonials are yours. And you do that consistently. Stories, posts, reels, going live, talking about it, all the way until the very end. And then at the very end of the launch, no matter what happens, you close it and you reflect. As you start to build more relationships, you need to continue growing your audience. After the doors are closed, create a wait list for the next round. And in this wait list, you can give away a bonus for anyone that signs up, get $50 off or 50% off if you join the wait list before the doors open. Get XYZ program. Get XYZ extra if you sign up on the waitlist now. Then you have a waitlist being created for the next round while you're working on building your relationships. This can be collaborating with other mentors, teachers in your world that have an audience similar to your desired audience. You can ask for other studios, other podcast hosts, other platforms to market your course or program and get a percentage of the sale. 
continue to build your relationships and the momentum before the doors even open. And then work on your relationships before the doors open. Connect with people. Say hi to people. Get to know people in your world, in your community. Have conversations. And ask yourself, what would you do differently from the last round that you launched it? But go all the way to the very end. So important that we see it all the way through. I wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't see all of my wishes, dreams, and desires through, because there's many times that I've launched a program, a course, and no one has bought in. There's many times that I make a post, a story, a reel, and there's crickets. That doesn't stop me because my mission is so big. It's like, I remember what it was like to be a struggling yoga teacher. I remember what it was like to be tied down to a nine to five and not being able to go where I want when I wanted. I remember being paycheck to paycheck. I remember having a dream to want to impact a lot of people and every single roadblock along the way. It just shapes who you become and it builds your stamina and your character and your ability to see things all the way through into the end. And, and your story helps with that. Go all the way in, all the way in. And if you desire to work with me to think about going through Amplified Impact, the Sold Out Retreat, Immersion, you want to work together one-on-one, -on -one. don't hesitate to reach out for ways in which we can grow together. But honestly, I've given out so many free masterclasses, so much free content, free video trainings, and people don't watch them. Like why? Why would you ask for something and then not utilize it? Only reach out if you're committed and devoted. This is something that you want to wake up and fall asleep to around your family, your friends' schedules, around self-devotion, around your personal practice, because you desire freedom, because you desire impact, because if you go back to my mantra in the very beginning, you too just want to be happy. I would love to hear from you in the comments, your story, what you've overcome, your gifts, your passions, your skills, where you're at in your life, where you're at in the world. Be sure to stay connected here because this really is about getting to know one another, learning from each other's stories, and utilizing the gift that is social media where we get to touch lives from all over the world and make heart and soul connections. Especially if you ever want to come to Costa Rica and you need someone to tell you where to go and what to do. I'm your gal. <laughs> All right. I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day or your evening. And I look forward to seeing you online. Again, thank you for supporting and listening to the show. Be sure to take a screenshot of this, share it on your social media, and tag me at Amber Hagberg. I will talk to you on the next episode.